Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. The 2021 Wimbledon Championships are now just days away, but there's still three tournaments spread across the grass courts of Europe this week before the action begins in London on Monday. And which players will succeed at the All England Club this year? Our experts will break down the most compelling storylines all week long. And we are checking the hashtags and handles from all the tennis platforms to bring you the latest info and entertainment. No channel flipping. Keep it right here. TC Live starts now. Now that grass is looking lush and green, but not all over the court anymore. We have reached the business end in three locales. And the road to Wimbledon continues with quarterfinal Thursday here on Tennis Channel. And here's what's coming up on TC Live. Highlights and interviews from the matches that were completed today. John Wertheim will join us to talk about the PTPA versus the ATP labor issues in tennis. Something new? Not really. Novak Djokovic winning but having some difficulties in the doubles in Mallorca. Hey, everybody, welcome into our gorgeous Tennis Channel Studios here in Santa Monica, California with Chanda Rubin and Nico Pereira. I'm Russ Thaler. I mentioned how the grass starting to get chewed up at the end of the week. How, did that, how does that change the tennis that we're watching? You know, I think players kind of get used to it. Obviously, it can make it a little more slippery, and especially around the baseline where you see more dirt. You've got to be a little bit careful. But if you're getting into the latter stages of the week, you've been playing good tennis, you're in a pretty good rhythm, and that's the best place to be. Yeah. You like, do you like it chewed up now, a little harder? I just think it changes, and the baseliners enjoy it a lot more as they can move better on that dirt instead of the grass and I think that makes a big difference not as good for the servers but the, the grass is not as fast these days well let's get to the tennis and a couple of baseliners going at it in Mallorca because Daniil Medvedev the number one seed second ranked player in the world taking on Kasper Ruud one of the fastest rising players on the planet well after losing first round in Ali Medvedev in in search of wins on the grass, came to Mallorca, seeded one against Ruud, who is a player that has been surprising a lot of onlookers, getting win after win up to number 15 in the rankings. Medvedev had his hands full on this one in the first set, but it was all the Russian in that second. Medvedev moving very well, counterpunching as he does on the hard courts, big on the serve, big on the forehand. He took the lead there at the start of the set. And never look back. Showing some touch there. Rude with the wheels, but just not enough today in the quarterfinals. That Medvedev looked very comfortable in that second side. Throwing in some bombs, disguising the drop shot, and doing it from the back and from the net. Thursday was Daniil's day in Mallorca. A straight set winner over Kasper Rude and Medvedev. 
is into the semifinals. How about two guys with a Wimbledon semifinal on their resume? Roberto Batista Agu and Sam Query. This was a beauty by the American. Sam has not had a good 2021 season, but that changes when he gets to the grass semifinals in Stuttgart and playing against the number 10 player in the world here. Query served well all day, punished the ball with the forehand, also doing it up the net, kissing that volley there with the backhand, and he played a very solid first set. He had chances in the second to break early, but Batista holding on tight, as he always does. Very greedy player. Give a chance to Sam Curry, who kept after it. Very aggressive today. Felt comfortable on the court, and when he had to close it, he did so in style. Curry wins. Looking ahead to Wimbledon, but happy to still be in Mallorca. It's great so far. This is my first time here. I'm, I'm really happy here. The, uh, the food for the players over there is the, the best food all year. It's incredible. Um, and, you know, this, this beats uh, being in London right now, you know, where it's, it's cold and rainy. The weather's great. And I, I hope to come back year after year. A happy Sam Query, a winning Sam Query. How much of a threat is Sam now at Wimbledon, considering the form we're seeing here? I mean, he's always a threat. If you are one of the, the top guys, you don't want to see him in your section of the draw. And you, you consider he has the big serve. He moves well for a big guy. He moves very well from the ground. He can also play comfortably at the net. And the question is, is he going to bring his whole game, which he usually does at Wimbledon? Uh, and I think the fact that he's in this good form, that gives him more confidence as well and and you know as he said when you're happy going into a major that goes a long way for those first rounds yeah, you can see that big smile there on his favorite surface and if he gets rolling that is a big difference and when when you're happy and healthy it's very important especially coming onto this uh, grass court mini season and sam surely showed it against a very tough opponent you know it's been said that the way to a man's heart is through his stomach and sam query <laughs> clearly enjoying what? the food in mallorca oh, do you guys agree with that of course absolutely <laughs> Off to Eastbourne we go for the women. Camilla Georgie and Arena Sabalenka, two of the bigger hitters. Yeah, and this match didn't disappoint. The first set was a battle. And right here it was Georgie getting the break back, playing some aggressive tennis when she needed to, and also consistent when it counted most. And in this tie break it was Georgie getting the last word. But Sabalenka would turn the tables in the second set and completely blitz Georgie. Six love with depth, with pace, with ball control and ball movement. The serve was firing for Sabalenka as well. So we would go to a third set. And credit to Georgie in the third for getting it back together, settling herself down, capitalizing on some errors from Sabalenka there at the tail end of the set. It was Georgie who was the more solid player disciplined when she needed to, but stood the barrage from Sabalenka with some pace of her own. A fantastic win for her. So Camilla Georgie into the semifinals in Eastbourne. Elsewhere, Daria Kazakina and Yelena Ostapenko taking it to the limit. Yeah, this was a, another kind of one-sided first set where Ostapenko yeah, would have just wanted to forget it. Kazakina playing so solid after that win against Sviantec. But Ostapenko has been playing great, and she settled down, made some adjustments, and here, this is Kazakina playing an unbelievable point, getting it back on serve. Ostapenko not happy in that second set. There was some interplay between her and the line umpire and then her in the chair. She was called for an audible obscenity, but it all seemed to make Ostapenko play better. And she was able to get the break back there at the end of the second and serve it out beautifully with some 
incredible shot making, and they were all falling for Ostapenko. And in the third set, she maintained that fire, that intensity, and there was just not much Kasatkina could do against the barrage of pace and depth that she was facing. And here, Ostapenko closing it out at the net. Some aggressive play, good signs for her. Elena Ostapenko, three-set win over Daria Kasatkina. All smiles after the match, Nico, and she's into the semis where she'll play Rybakina, Georgie, and Annette Contivate, the pride of Estonia, in the other half at, uh, in Eastbourne. But, Nico, Ostapenko, that's the second match in a row. She's had issues either with an opponent's box, a lines person, a line judge. Is this helping her? Well, she is a fiery one. We know, and the Roland Garros champion, when she is in the attacking mode, relentless, she's at her best. She has given signs lately of improvement, and definitely this is another one reaching a semifinal. She has been off her game for a couple of seasons now. It's good to see her back. Yeah, some players, when they get angry, when they get frustrated, they get bogged down and their game suffers. And for Asapinko, in that little stretch, the last two games of that second set, she got better <laughs> with yeah. it. And it just seemed to fire her up. And she mentioned after the match that she's an emotional player and, and maybe she's got to work on that. But for today, it helped her and she played fantastic tennis in the end. We saw a lot of fantastic tennis today. We're looking forward to even more tomorrow. We've got a huge schedule for you because uh, Bad Hamburg was rained out today. So you got quarters and semis in Germany, and then semifinals in Eastbourne and Mallorca. So here's a look at our featured matches, starting with Amanda Anisimova and Angelique Kerber, but even down the line, Ostapenko and Rabakina and Query and Manorino in Mallorca. So time to go to break because we got a lot more to get to. John Wertheim's talking about tennis labor issues, and a little bit later on, Roger Federer on the practice courts in search of Wimbledon title number nine. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. The wait is finally over. We're live at Wimbledon and it's looking like a glorious day. Come on, you're missing it! We are at Wimbledon. The So the Wimbledon draw comes out tomorrow and play will begin on Monday at the All England Lawn and Tennis Club in SW19. But one of the big stories that you're not going to see in those draws or in any match stats is the Professional Tennis Players Association, which first really came about last summer, and the ATP. The PTPA, started by Novak Djokovic and Vashik Pospisil have now formed an advisory board. They're starting to put together an organization of their own. The ATP has fired back. And for more on that, we bring in our colleague, John Wertheim, who joins us to talk about it. Okay, John, let's start with this. What are the goals of the PTPA? 
And why does the ATP seem to be so defensive about them? So this is a group that uh, had the, the splashy press conference before the U.S. Open in 2020. This is sort of a second serve. They're playing elect, and they are reemerging. Uh, this is a group that is not, they're very adamant about this, not a union, but a trade association. They would like to see the players have more of a voice, get more of a revenue. It sounds a lot like the goals you would hear from a union. They say they are adamant. I've spoken to a number of people involved, and they want to work with the ATP. They're not looking to overthrow the system, but they feel like the player's voice needs to be amplified, and they are the mechanism for doing so. Okay. And where do the women come into this equation? Because I didn't see any women when they announced it last year before the U.S. Open. Yeah, that, that was a, a great question. If we're going to stick with our uh, serve analogy, that, that was a foot fault. Um, the women are allegedly involved in this. The two founding members are both male, Novak Djokovic and Vasek Pospisil, but they have women on the advisory board, and they are adamant, again, that they are working for tennis players, and uh, that means men and women. It, it's still, you know, I mean, they, they have released a number of statements. Um, I've been privy to some of their uh, some of their releases, and it's still a little unclear. Where is the draw cutoff? Is it the t every player that's a pro, or is there a, a rankings cutoff? There's still some issues that have to be worked out in terms of who's in this union, but they are very clear that this is men and women, and that was not clear when they launched at the U.S. Open seven, eight months ago. All right, another thing that's actually really clear right now, John, is that the ATP is, is really paying attention to what's going on with the PTPA, and they released a statement that says the creation of a separate player entity provides a clear overlap, divides the players, and further fragments the sport. And it goes on yeah, to I say mean, fragmentation. The, the Hold on, here. John. I'll just finish this. Fragmentation has been consistently identified as the single biggest threat to tennis's growth potential by leading experts from within and beyond sports. John, do they have a point here? Yeah, I mean, the backdrop here is that there are big meetings next week in Madrid, board meetings, which the 30-year plan will be voted on. This is everything, your data and gambling. Even I was told at one point, even non-fungible non tokens will be on the agenda and the ATP's point is, look, we got you covered, players. This is a 50-50 partnership. You're represented. You get all sorts of benefits from the tour. So, first of all, the ATP's message to the players is you don't need this splinter group. We've got you covered. And the other sort of unspoken message is we're trying to get this ambitious plan passed. It deals with all sorts of data rights. It spins us forward for 30 years. The last thing we need right now is being destabilized by the PTPA. So, so the ATP has uh, the sort of dueling press releases and emails. The ATP has basically told the PTPA to stand down, and the PTPA has said, no, we will not. So uh, we will follow the story. Uh, let me tie this back into Wimbledon, because Novak Djokovic is one of the guys with Vasek Pospisil who started the whole PTPA. We saw them come out last year before the U.S. Open. We saw what happened to Novak Djokovic at the U.S. Open. Now Djokovic has a golden slam within his sights. Wimbledon, the Olympics, and then the U.S. Open. How might this affect on court for the top player in the world? That, that is a great question. And we know his people have been trying to get him to dial back the politics. I know that he was up past midnight on conference calls with multiple continents talking about this. You know, this, this is four days before he's going to begin his title defense. He's halfway to a Grand Slam, world number one. People around him say, what are you doing a few days before a major involving yourself in politics? And I, I think the flip side is it's, it's very admirable, whether this is something that distracts him, that motivates him, that plies him with some energy, or whether this is something he just feels he needs to do, given his stature. I, I think it's really interesting that the number one player in the world a few days before the Wimbledon 
who's dealing with politics like this. From Billie Jean King to Arthur Ashe, there is a long history of tennis players being involved in politics. Novak Djokovic, the latest. John Wertheim, thanks so much. Great to see you again, John. Nick and Chanda are going to join me when we get back. We're actually still talking about Novak because he's still on the court playing doubles. But it's going to be that's going to be trouble in father-son. I'm telling you right now. Back to Mallorca. Novak Djokovic just playing doubles this week. He and Carlos Gomez Herrera took out the number one seeds yesterday. Now they get the number three seeds. Olivia Mirac and Asim Oha Qureshi. And again, Djokovic and Herrera doing a thing. It's all about fun for these two in Mallorca. And they just keep winning after bringing down the first seeds. They have a chance to play against the veteran Mirac and Qureshi. And you see that Djokovic is just all game in the doubles, making sure he gets that first serve in all the time. He has been coming through all weekend on the return. I cannot even tell you, they, they switched it around. Djokovic is playing the outside. They're finding the line. Just rock solid. And this guy has lifted his play rank outside the top 200, but he just returning to the feet there. Easy pickings for Djokovic at the net. And it was like that in straight sets to control all that tiebreaker. Yesterday they had to go to this is not so much today. Djokovic with the match point. And again, the first serve. Just beautiful. Novak's pretty happy in the doubles right now in Mallorca. Let's listen in. I don't think we expected to, to, to reach the finals, but uh, as he said, you know, if we play well, we can return very good. We serve very good and think we have a quite solid net game so all around everything clicked uh, amazingly in the last uh, several days for us so you know I'm just uh, super thrilled to always to, to share the court with him and uh, to reach our first finals together. Thank you. Big applause please. Right, so that was right after they advanced to the finals and then about an hour later it turns out that Carlos Gomez Herrera a foot injury and they're out. So uh, they're not going to play in the final, but they reached the final, beat the number one and number three seeds with Wimbledon on the horizon. Does any of this uh, come as a surprise to you? A little bit of a surprise. You get all the way to the final and then that's it. And I definitely understand an injury that happens. It didn't look like Gomez Herrera had much going on. Things can happen after the match, but you would at least think they'd take the court. It makes me think maybe Djokovic just wanting to save himself, get over to Wimbledon and kind of get ready. Um, as he said in, in the uh, post-match, they didn't expect to get to the final. Um, but they did, playing some fantastic tennis. So it's definitely going to serve Djokovic well, the way he had to volley and serve under pressure and, you know, play with a different kind of pressure. I think that all will help him uh, on the singles court. But disappointing to see them not actually take the court for the final. Well, we know how these things goes with the doubles. He never plays doubles. So the smart thing is to get to Wimbledon on the Friday. Plus what we were talking about, what you and John were talking about before with this PTPI. I think, you know, he wants to keep the pressure a little bit off. He was having a lot of fun in Mallorca. It is the thing to do, and I think his partner is happy to have gotten to a final. That's a lot of points. Let's also remember that the accommodations are a little bit different this year at Wimbledon, and there's going to be a change in routine, and perhaps Novak wants to get there a day early, get himself settled in before he's ready to go as the number one seed at Wimbledon. We'll see. Time for the social net, checking out what's happening online, and well, this isn't great. Uh, Dominic team, we kind of figured it might be happening. He pulled out with a wrist injury yesterday.
today announcing that it, that injury is severe enough that he's going to have to be in a splint for five weeks. He's going to miss not only Wimbledon, but the tournaments afterwards that he was getting ready for. We don't know about the U.S. Open. Not, not the greatest news for Dominic Team. Yeah, you hated to to hear this, but when you saw the injury during the match, he was up 5-2. It was immediate recognition of something being wrong with his wrist. That is usually an acute injury, and when something like that happens, you kind of figure uh, it's a serious issue. And, you know, he spoke about what it is, the detachment of the posterior sheath of the ulnar side of the right wrist. It's a lot of words, yeah. but I Googled well, it. I it's this side, <laughs> this side of the wrist. I've had a wrist injury uh, and surgery myself, and, you know, that's something you have to take care of. And anytime you hear detachment, you wonder if it's going to require even more. So hopefully he can get back healthy, not have to undergo surgery and can do that as soon as possible. And I was calling that match and he was playing well up 5-2 and when you hear a pop it's never good. You said it Chanda it was right there perfectly identifiable. A lot of words in that diagnosis is what happened to Juan Martin Del Potro who ended up having two surgeries and was able to go back from that one so hopefully teams is not as bad and we will see him back on the court soon let's remember team is the defending u.s open champ and that's still up in the air roger federer an eight-time champion on the grass at wimbledon and he's back on the court practicing that's just it's a beautiful thing to see nico oh look at the footwork that's what you need to see the racket work is exquisite it keeps the ball in front adjusting all the time look at the little steps it's a thing of beauty Keep an eye on this guy. He won't be around forever, although we all wish he will. Yeah, a year ago, we didn't know when we would see this site again. Players back on the grass, and certainly Roger Federer, you called it, Nico, the footwork. That's what I immediately noticed, and it's just good to see him back healthy as well. Yeah, the draw is going to come out tomorrow. Roger was seated seven. He's going to be seated six now because Dominic team pulled out. But we'll have full reaction to that draw. We'll look at the road to the title for a lot of history on the line. This is what Friday's schedule looks like as far as live tennis from Eastbourne and Hamburg starting at 6 a.m. Eastern. Of course, we'll follow it up by wrapping it up on TC Live at the end of it all. We're coming back to wrap up this edition of TC Live right after this. We're back. Qualifying at Wimbledon continues, and American women still going strong, Chanda. Yeah, you look at the four corners, those four American women won matches today. Lau, on Volinets, and Lou. And Volinets and Lou, they have qualified, so congratulations to them. Nice showing. And the men still going out of two, and American men looking pretty good, Nico. Three of them earning the passage to the main draw, Nakashima over Gulbis in straight sets. The same for the veteran. Kudla, but look at the UCLA matchup there. McDonald taking Maxime Cressy in five sets. They went to distance. That's a good win for McDonald on the grass. Mackie McDonald coming back from two sets down in the final round of qualifying to get into the main draw at Wimbledon. Hot shot of the day comes from Carlos Gomez Herrera. He's got a bad foot, but man, you couldn't tell here. Tweener on a full sprint, too. On a bad foot. We don't know that it was bad then, Russ. But <laughs> Maybe this that's is where a, you heard it. This is a fantastic point. There were a number of them over the course of the match, but that one definitely mark it. This is a week that that <laughs> man will not forget for Absolutely. the rest of his life, even though he got hurt before playing the finals. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? Novak Djokovic, I'm playing doubles just to get ready for Wimbledon. For this guy, he'll be talking about this week to his grandkids, right? It's just great to see, and I think Novak had a lot of fun, accomplished what he came here to do. Unlucky he cannot play for the title. 
Yeah, yeah, look, we got a big slate on Friday. Bod Homburg got rained out today, which is why we didn't show you any highlights. There were none except tarps over the court and rain. But now we've got all these matches. they got to play quarters and semis tomorrow. Chanda, what are you looking forward to seeing? You know, it's going to be interesting because the winners will have to double up. And how much doubling up? You've got Friday and Saturday left. Hopefully the weather is good tomorrow. Uh, but, you know, you look down the board. Angelique Kerber, Anna Samova Kerber playing some better tennis and looking to keep rounding in the form. I'm looking forward to Ostapenko and Rabakina as well because Ostapenko is playing great, hitting the ball big. Rabakina, she is a big hitter too, so that should be a fun one. Yeah, pick him on this graphic here. Sam Query, what a match today to get to the semifinals. And, and Manarino, the veteran, is going to give him trouble. But Sam, if he keeps serving like that and hitting the forehand, he has a big chance to advance to the finals. I'm looking forward to Pablo Carreno Busta and Daniil Medvedev because Carreno Busta is not going to give Medvedev an inch, right? So Daniil's going to have to win that match on grass. Now does he ever? He never gives an inch. No, he doesn't. He's the number one seed. He's the number one seed expected to win. He was the number one seed last week. We saw him lose early. Still alive. And we're still alive and kicking tomorrow. We got a big day for Chanda and Nico and everyone else at our Tennis Channel family. Alex Faust in here as well. I'm Russ Thaler. Have a great day. See you all tomorrow on Tennis Channel.